time. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Um, my name's Ryan. And I'm Sam. And we are the Hollow Queens, uh, episode one of season two. Uh, today we're reviewing a movie that neither of us have seen before, which was cool. No, never. Yeah, it is. Drumroll, please. Bum bum bum. Bram Stoker's <laughs> Dracula. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, the 1992 version. So yeah, I guess without further ado, we'll hop on into the meat of this episode. The meat and uh, tighter blood. Oh yeah, yeah. Alrighty then. So, um, yeah, Bram Stoker's. I guess we'll get the housekeeping out of the way. This is usually mm-hmm. my m- last year when we were doing this. This is usually what I was like. Let's just get it out of the way really quick. So the movie title is Bram Stoker's Dracula. It might just be Dracula. I feel like I looked up and saw both, but I think if you, I feel like colloquially people are like Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm. Because if you just say Dracula, I feel like there's a few movies you can be talking about. Yeah, so it's it was um, released in 1992, the year I was born. Wow. <laughs> it's rated R. Um, the director is Francis Ford Coppola. Coppola? Coppola. 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 He's a very prolific... Or she? They. He. <laughs> I think it's a guy. They are a very prolific director, even though we're not quite sure of their gender. But I would I would venture to say in 1992, it's probably a man, unfortunately, due to the patriarchy. <laughs> but um, yeah, this movie's jam packed with um, people, places, and things. Um, so many things. The cast is a star-studded one. Um, our Dracula is played by Gary Oldman. Mina is played by Winona Ryder. Van Helsing's played by Anthony Hopkins. Jonathan is played by Keanu Reeves. Seward is played by Richard Grant. And I included him because, though he may not be as big of a name as the rest of them, he was in Spice World. He played Clifford. Wow. And to me... Exposed. That is an A-list celebrity right there. And then I included Lucy because she... Uh, she wasn't really a name that I had recognized, but like she deserves um, recognition for sure because that part was pretty cool. All the stuff she went through, she deserves <laughs> something. Sadie Frost was played. Uh, Lucy Lucy was played by Sadie Frost. So yeah, I mean, okay. Like when we hop on into this, so it's it's pretty. I mean, we know the story of Dracula. Yeah. Which, coincidentally, I'm also reading Dracula right now. Um, And coincidentally, uh, I was involved in a show in college called Dracula. And I was involved in a show in high school called Dracula Baby. And it was a musical of the story of Dracula. Baby. But it was very much not like the novel. Was there a baby Dracula? No, there was a nurse who fell in love with the Dracula character. Uh, wait, is there a show that we watched? This is we did tangent. watch Dracula. Yes. Remember? No, no, um, no. Was it called Dracula? Where um, it was like that nurse that like she like remember he was like trying to get into that that convent. And yeah, that nurse was like 
yeah her, like being nice to him and then it like shifted to like modern, modern day. day and it was like her descendant yeah i don't remember what it's called but it was it was a dracula story essentially too yeah but <laughs> tangent aside um yeah this movie was really good it was campy as fuck yeah i didn't expect this movie to be i thought i don't know what i expected but not this yeah it was um just as flamboyant as it feels like um like the story of dracula should be like yeah i think there's a flamboyancy with vampires that in modern day they've tried to get away from to be like very sexy and sleek and like ooh, uh. but yeah, like um, underworld yeah but like i don't know at the heart of it it's like the flamboyancy of of vampires was what was kind of like appealing um yeah at least to me as a horror fan you know like it's a different kind of monster yeah yeah it's like a like they're always showcased in like a sophisticated flashy like maybe even foppish kind of way yeah and that was definitely seen in this but there's like the juxtaposition well not juxtaposition but it's like the also like duality of that and then like them as like blood-sucking monsters yeah Yeah. because you see gary oldman like in both like in this very like uh animalistic like like just death a death character like and then you also see him as like very upper class (laughs) with his cane and his little black glasses and top hat like and also like like at the beginning with jonathan where he's like fully in like a red light oh he's like an old man yeah oh even that yeah Yeah. that was like very that could have been at the man gala gala and i guess there's like even within it, there's still kind of the elements of like Dracula's brides, which are very beautiful. Also, there were so many boobs, Dixons. so many titties in this movie. Lots of, two, um, yeah, maybe not enough wieners. Well, there's. Never. I don't think there was any. <laughs> no, it was the nineties. There were there were no wieners anywhere. Um, there weren't even any butts. It was just. It was particularly. It always felt like it was like the left boob too. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Like, left shark? Yeah, I was weirdly thinking about that just because I saw a picture of Lady Gaga recently and her left breast was out, and I was like, why is it always the left boob? But anyway, I digress. Um, Yeah, just, like, a quick... I I mean, we don't have to give... We'll give, like, the Reader's Digest. So, like, Jonathan goes to visit Dracula on, like, a um, real estate deal, so to speak, and Mm -hmm. this kind of seems to be, like, a, a way that the Count gets victims. And so... Like, it seems like this probably has been done before. So Jonathan mm-hmm. goes and visits him. Oh, it has been, because Renfield. Renfield yeah. yeah. So Jonathan goes and visits him, and the Count's like, it will take a month, I will accept no less, you know, like, um, in that Romanian accent that Gary Oldman kind of weirdly does. And then, so Jonathan's like, okay, well, I don't want to be rude. And so then he's, like, sending letters back, and weird shit starts happening. Um, And then it, like... I mean, Jonathan becomes very aware very quickly that this is, like... A trap. Yeah, and they're, like, monsters. Yeah, I mean, like, he's starting to get weird shit, and then it kind of just becomes, like, oh, yeah, these people are, like, draining my blood. Yeah. And so, meanwhile, Mina, who is betrothed... Well, not yet. But they're writer. Courting, yeah. Um, Mina is back in London... They're corresponding via email. Mina's friends with Lucy. Mm-hmm. And Lucy's trying to find a man. And that's kind of how we get these set of peripheral characters. And Lucy falls victim to Dracula. 
because Dracula ends up moving to London. Yes. And have you read alert. the? Oh. Um, have you read the whole Dracula book? No, I'm this that's why I'm reading it. I wonder how faithful the movie is. I've heard this one's very close. Yeah, there was a lot of things that I recognized from the, the play that I did in so college. Yeah. yeah. Um so Lucy falls victim, spoiler alert, she does end up dying. Um <clears throat> and then Dracula who they give Dracula a backstory in this though that I don't think is in the novel. Oh yeah. So in the very beginning we see Dracula as Vlad the Impaler and his enemies have convinced his wife that he's died and she commits suicide and that's kind of where he like you know makes a vengeful pact to spite God because how could God let this happen? Kind of that that sort of a thing. Yeah. And that's yeah. how he becomes a vampire. Yeah. So yeah, he um he sees Mina and Mina actually looks a whole hell of a lot like his wife. So yes. he kind of has like this like instant like this is her, come back to me kind of a thing. Yeah. And so he starts um courting her, but he's not feeding on her necessarily. Yeah. And then um she starts reciprocating and she's like, Jonathan is not for me anymore. <clears throat> she like sees something familiar in him or something. She's yeah. Like, that voice, I've heard it in my dream or something like that. Yeah. So, um, she, he, you know, successfully, um, courts her and she ends up, even though she's married to Jonathan, she ends up being like, I want you to turn me. And so he starts biting her. And then that's when, you know, Van Helsing gets involved. Well, Van Helsing gets involved with Lucy, but Van Helsing's like, I'm not going to lose you. Like I lost Lucy. And he ends up, um, realizing that the only way to free Mina is to kill Dracula. And so Mm -hmm. there's this like, you know, hunt for Dracula. And then in the end, they kill him. He dies in the end. He does. Um, that was a very Reader's Digest version. I highly recommend, if you haven't, to actually go watch it, because a lot happens between point A and point B. Yeah, plus, like, Gary Oldman, Winona Ryder. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Um, yeah, Anthony Hopkins. Like, it's a star-studded cast, for sure. Um, I don't know. What, did you have any favorite parts? Like, favorite scenes of the movie? Yeah. Um... I think I really liked, like, any time Lucy or Mina were, like, having this, like, trippy, sort of, like, lusty dream with him. <laughs> I thought they were, it was, like, really campy and, like, like but still, like, cool and... Yeah, it was, it was very... Um, eerie. ...sexual. Which, yeah. you know, makes sense. I feel like with vampires that always is the case. But, yeah, I just, I guess for, like, a 1992 film, I didn't expect it to be quite so sensuous yeah um like when lucy's getting bitten it literally sounds like she's orgasming like yeah she's um yeah it rides that line what i liked about it was that it was kind of this really interesting combination of the 80s horror that we were watching last year with all those like goopy uh sticky wet Oh, all the prosthetics, yeah, effects, yeah. yeah. Um, mixed with like a little bit more of a little bit less camp because while the overarching story was very campy, I do feel like there was some integrity in the film. Like it wasn't meant necessarily to be pure camp. 
There were yeah. just sort of campy elements. Yeah. And um, so it felt like it was kind of this weird bridge between like later horror films or horror films that are more close to us and then the 80s horror films, you know? Yeah. Because, like, you know, when he's, like, fully a bat in those couple scenes. Yeah. Like, also, like, a, a ape type yeah. thing. Yeah. Ape bat thing. Yeah. They put him in a wide variety of prosthetics that really just felt <clears throat> weird. Yeah. It's very stylized. Yeah. Um, but in a way that's really, like... Um, like riveting to watch like especially like all the choices with all the like red lighting and like yeah. all the surreal like transitions like i i just didn't expect that and i i feel like it's fun when people like play with classics in that way like yeah like doing like because the book kind of has like a its roots in realism because it's all through mm-hmm. like letters and it has places and dates and like really specific yeah. ones um an epistolary novel yeah and uh it's cool that they did like a more like i don't i don't know the textbook definition of art house but it feels like some of it was Mm. just really abstract right yeah it did feel like uh the og suspiria kind of and like Mm -hmm. those bold uses of color but but not quite as unrealistic yeah not quite as stylized no, as the spirit. For sure, yeah. Yeah, like there was there was definitely like But in the ballpark. Yes, yeah. I mean I could see them like I could see uh Francis Ford Francis what is it? Francis Ford Copula like kind of taking influences from those films. Um the criticism that I have though, and maybe though this does speak to the fact that it, it like has kind of it harkens back to that art house feel is like i remember turning to you during the during the film and just being like the narrative is very choppy in this like it's like mm-hmm. they'll just be somewhere else in like a next scene with like no and there was it just felt the continuity at times was mm. kind of like stretched yeah but um maybe that's like a not i mean i i've read parts of the book like a long time ago but i don't like have like a full memory of it but like it's all just (laughs) it's all just like uh it's our dog that we're laughing at it's all um like it's all like letters right so yeah so like between each letter like obviously time has passed so and you're getting different perspectives from different people Yeah, yeah so maybe that's why they did that sort of pacing yeah i would have never thought about that and that actually does make a lot of sense Mm -hmm. um and you know with as much thought and effort that was put into every aspect of this film it wouldn't surprise me if they thought about that as well Mm -hmm. Um, because how do you fill those gaps between the letters while like still pushing the story forward in a way that makes sense see and then i also was thinking like you know maybe they just thought like everybody knows the story of dracula so like i mean like well the bella lugosi film was like huge i Um, feel like people know the character of dracula i don't feel like well i don't know maybe people know the story i mean like even before we watched it i mean you know the players jonathan mina lucy um i didn't know before i did the show in college well that, but that's what i'm saying is like people have experience i mean before we watched this movie so unless there's like a 12 year old listening to this right now in which case <laughs> hey um go the fuck to bed yeah <laughs> yeah Unless there's, like, a 12-year-old, like, I'm assuming people have had some interaction with 
the story of Dracula yeah. prior to the point of watching, you know, we're 29 and 30 respectively. So, you know, we've had interactions with the story of Dracula. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I guess maybe this is your first interaction. If you don't, it's possible that that could be that. But I, again, I just, it's such a classic piece of literature that I yeah. feel like. It's like Frankenstein, like everybody knows yeah. who Frankenstein is, but yeah. do they know about like. How well, the by bride this point, came to be and like, you know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is I, I feel like you could make the argument that by this point, you know, the monster's not called Frankenstein. Yeah, it's yeah. Victor Frankenstein's monster. You know. Yeah. But maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just assuming. And you know what they say about that? What? <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but okay. Back to the back to the film. <laughs> There was uh, there was a particular moment. I mean, there were a handful of moments for sure. But I just you know thinking back on it now, we watched it maybe a week ago. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that scene where Lucy gets her head cut off is pretty. Oh, it, okay, yeah, that's another. <laughs> I like was a just revelation. having an internal yeah internal monologue. Yeah, it was interesting to see that the women of the film, you know. With with as sexually fluid as um, vampires have a tendency to be, and particularly Dracula, mm-hmm. um, and that's no, there's no departure of that in this film. Like Dracula has a femininity about him, mm-hmm. um, while still maintaining masculinity. There's that kind of like gender queerness. Um, Do you think it's only a femininity through the lens of like America? Through an American lens, or is it like you know how like Europeans like you've heard that like old like it's I don't know if it's like PC, but like is he European or is he gay? Maybe, but also Bram Stoker is American, is he? I don't know. I always thought he was European. Oh, well, maybe he's. I mean, the whole I'm... book is set in on that side of the world. Yeah, in London. I guess that would make sense. Know. Maybe he is English. Rom, that would make sense. Anyway, maybe, but I think undeniably there is like a fluidity because because even if even if like what we're perceiving to be oh he's Irish <laughs> oh oh that's <laughs> didn't expect that yeah, one yeah that was a change in um, expectations but um, I mean I feel like even if like what we're trying to pin down in terms of his like actions and like his clothing and his you know his personality uh-huh. like all of that aside he still feeds on men which would have been seen and is still kind of seen sometimes as like queer you know like he he's an equal opportunity feeder he's not going to mm-hmm. like turn down a meal on a man just because it's a man right and there i i think that there's a lot of weight in the argument that that is kind of queer in and of itself you know yeah i could see that and like the act of like attacking sucking a human's blood is like really intimate Mm -hmm. penetrative penetrative sensual yeah which is you know i think uh, you know we could have a whole podcast on vampires as a whole um, being yeah. very sensual, but in terms of this film, you know, there are times where he was feminine and delicate, but mm-hmm. still very masculine. Yeah. But what I was going to say is like, you know, keeping all of that in mind, it was, it was interesting too, that they like flipped the, the women 
in this film on their head mm-hmm. and you saw the brides getting fed a baby Lucy is walking down the stairs after she's been fully turned with a child mm-hmm. and so there's this like you know this bastardization of motherhood that's really interesting with yeah. with female vampires yeah and like it's just it's stuff like that in films and literature um, that I but, find so interesting. Yeah, I think we, you've talked to me about this before, how, like, one of the aspects of horror is, like, the bastardization of motherhood. Yeah. How it's, like, a, a spooky concept. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and you, I mean, you can see it in multiple tropes, like the yeah. evil stepmother, you know, th- th- where it's a woman is, like, rejecting maternal um, roles. Yeah. And that that is it's How transgressive, yeah. yeah. Like it's really pearl clutching, yeah. In the same way that I was, <laughs> that's why I brought up Dracula beforehand. In the same way that I think it's transgressive that he has feminine qualities, but is also very masculine at the same time. Yeah, and he's the prince of uh, gothic literature. Yeah, well, uh, like prince, like the the performer, not like oh, royalty. Yeah transgressive yeah um but also both probably (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true um and it is interesting too to see like you know you take that concept and mina after she's married to jonathan but i remember telling you while we were watching i was like it's really interesting that she's no longer interested in being married to jonathan when he starts wilting you Mm -hmm. know and becoming broken and whereas Dracula, who is both feminine and masculine, but is also like the picturesque of virility. Um, like she's like, I don't want the broken man. I want the whole one, you know? Yeah. I feel like it plays with that a little bit because you could argue that Jonathan's like the virile young man and Dracula's like the old. And then it flipped the, yeah, yeah, it switches it on its head. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, Sorry, my mom just texted me. What did she do? She texted me a picture of something. Mom, if you're listening, you made it into the podcast. I don't know how you would be listening. Special but, guest. Yeah. <laughs> Julie. Um, but yeah, it was, it was in totality a very enjoyable film. And starting off this year's movie marathon on a very like enjoyable note. Yeah, it was a great movie. Lord knows how many stinkers we went through last year. Absolute stinkers. I'm just kidding. We loved them all. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. <laughs> I sure did not. Um, I think actually most of them that we didn't enjoy didn't end up making the podcast because we watched them after. Yeah, that was probably a, a deterrent. Like, don't to, really want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair too. Um, didn't we? We had like a rating system, didn't we? Because we rated. I, we did like five stars. I think it was like, would you recommend this oh, yeah. film? Didn't we say that? Because you were like, yeah, who would you recommend this to? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because we went from would you recommend, and then you were like, I feel like it'd be better if we did who would you recommend it to? Yeah. So who would you recommend this film to? Um, I would, I mean, just about anybody. I feel like if you're looking for like a good horror movie that's not like like a like a modern a modern take like or if you're into like the gothic Mm. horror type of feel in a movie then i would 
definitely recommend yeah it definitely feels like a classic without being like Mm -hmm. full-blown black and white like you know like there's elements of like classic horror obviously with the telling of the story of dracula yeah but there's also i would imagine in 1992 it would have felt very recent but because it is 2021 Mm -hmm. (laughs) it still feels kind of dated which is nice yeah it doesn't feel like the most like feminist movie maybe no but also yeah but i mean like it's still i think like I mean, it's not garbage, obviously. So, like, yeah, I think like I, I would basically I would recommend it though to, to most anybody. people. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if somebody was like, I'm looking for a horror film, and I'm like, Have you seen the 1992 version of Dracula? And they were yeah. like, No. I'd be like, We well, should watch it because it is good. It's like a different experience. Yeah, and I also think it like kind of toes the line of being like. I mean, there were. I wouldn't say jump scares, but there were like, you know, things There's popped some out. Horrific yeah. Images in this movie. But it also like the blood was kind of comedically like too red. Yeah. I mean, you know, like it wasn't, you know, I wasn't looking at that going like, how did they make that? You know, like I was like, yeah, very clearly there is a prosthetic. It was there. like the Sweeney Todd blood. Where you yeah. Look like red paint. Yeah. But this one, it, yeah, it looked like dyed corn syrup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is nudity, so there's that. If you're um, yeah. gonna clutch your pearls at a couple bare breasts, um, but I mean the visuals in this movie are stunning. Yeah, the costuming was amazing. The sets yeah. were beautiful. Um, it really did did feel like uh, a very well and well funded film. Yeah. Um, well, so yeah, Coppola is a very True, and also the star-studded cast in and of itself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I mean, definitely had to have cost a pretty penny, and it shows. It was a good. It was a good movie, Mm -hmm. Um, and I agree with you. I would recommend it to just about anybody who is interested in horror. Yeah, for sure. Well, there you have her. Miss Dracula. We came, we saw, we um, hypnotized women and made them fall in love with us. Which is weird because it's not really our bag, but... <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was a great movie. Again, um, Dracula 1992. Um, we very much enjoyed it. And if you liked this, consider following us. Just consider it. Just consider. And also, you know, I I think it could be fun if you see the titles, you watch the movies, you join us in conversations, see if you have the same opinions, different opinions. I don't know. Could be something fun for your Halloween. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe you hate that idea. And that's okay. Yeah. But um, definitely join us next week, or next episode. We're, (laughs) We're not doing this weekly. It's next episode. Uh, well, we will be reviewing the 2021 film. It's a brand new one. Malignant. Oh, spooky. Okay, bye. Bye.